Welcome to Daring to Be Happy with Leela B, the podcast that invites you to show up, play big, be courageous, and inspire you that through meditation you can find peace and live happy. Hi, I'm your host, Leela B, and yes, I really am a modern day monk, but to be honest, I'm not all that different from you. I'm still subjected to the chaos that's part of a busy life and world. I'm far from perfect and I've got plenty of issues, but I've found a way to be happy anyway. So welcome to Daring to be Happy. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is such a great resource if you love audiobooks. Subscribe to Audible and you'll receive one audiobook every month. And as a member of the Daring to be Happy show, you can get the first 30 days for free. Just go to leelab.life forward slash audible to start your free 30-day trial. Today I'm joined by my very special guest, Mickey Gord, who is a meditation teacher, actress and coach with her company, The Conscious Creative. She's also a tutor at Cambridge University at their Institute of Continuing Education and a tutor for the Queen's Young Leaders, which I'm very excited uh, to find out a little bit more about. And she's also the gorgeous wife that was referred to in last week's episode with Giovanna. (laughs) (laughs) He's a charmer, isn't he? He's such a charmer. (laughs) How are you, Nikki? I'm really good. Thank you so much for asking me to be on the show, Leela. I'm delighted to have you. So, um, what's it like living with Giovanna? Oh, I could say lots of kind of, you know, teasing things, but actually he's fantastic. And it is brilliant to have a partner who's kind of also meditating. So I feel like if one of you ever kind of goes off into thoughts or emotions, the other person can remind you to come back. So actually it's a great gift and, you know, you met him. He's a lot of fun. So uh, we laugh a lot. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. My newest now important question to ask when we start off Mm -hmm. is, why do you meditate? Well, that's a good question. (laughs) I think when I first started, I actually just wanted a bit more joy. Mm. And I was quite an upbeat person in the first place. Yeah. But a friend of mine had done a course and said that there was more available. And I just thought, well, great, I'm up for that. You know, if I can be a happier, more scented, more contented person... And yet, what's actually happened is I've got so much more. Like, I did get the joy. Mm. I did get more contented. And I think that happens when you change your relationship with your mind, you know, with your thoughts and with your emotions. But I got way more than that. You know, like, it's almost without expecting to, you end up kind of answering some of those big questions, you know, like, who am I? what am I here and what am I capable of experiencing and because there was always more I kept going and it was never about what happened with my eyes closed because sometimes the mind can be busy Mm. but it was what I was noticing in my everyday life when I'd open my eyes and re-engage with the day that everything felt smoother and calmer and as I progressed and got some great guidance that there was just this ongoing kind of stillness and contentment that arose in me which is which is always there as long as I keep my practice gifts of my life and I love to be able to share that with anyone who's interested you know yeah I think for all of us as teachers of meditation like 
that just is a natural evolution as you commit more and more to your own practice mm. is just like God, I want to share this with everybody. Yeah, you don't want to get evangelical about no. it, but you're like, this stuff changes your life, you know, <laughs> and and in a great way because like really it's like this practical down-to-earth thing Mm. you know which in the past historically has maybe been a bit spiritual or people have thought it's for yogis or hippies but actually it's incredibly practical way to allow stress that we've accumulated either in the day or over a lifetime to move from the nervous system Mm. and the with the absence of stress what you're actually left with is is more happiness yeah who doesn't want more of that yeah and just feeling more into your own self yeah yeah exactly. I think that that's what Giovanna was saying about you last week because this is great because you haven't heard his episode yet <laughs> but um <laughs> now I'm nervous <laughs> no, 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 but he was like I, I was like what are you what was he like before meditation he's like yeah I was really impatient he'd get worked up and he'd get stressed out and I was like well what was it like for you and he was just like you love this he's like oh it, she was already great it just brought out more of her greatness. Aww. Yeah. I told you it was charming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing. Like, sometimes people come to a meditation practice and it might be that they're at rock bottom or mm. something has happened in their life that's made them look for something. Yeah. And it can definitely help with that. That wasn't quite my story. You know, not to say like, oh, I got life so sorted. Yeah. You know, there's definitely been... I would say even trauma, like in my younger life in places. But for me, I was actually in in a really good space Mm -hmm. when I came to learn. But I was intrigued and, yeah, I wanted to play. Like, I think that's one of the things with me. Like, even as an actress, like, I... I've always wanted to be playful and, and discover more. In fact, I love acting mm. because it means putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and exploring what it means to be human, maybe in a different social, political period. And this was just another way of exploring what it means to be human with a nervous system, with a mind. Mm. You touched really briefly on something that I kind of want to go into a little bit more deeper just because I've had a lot of questions lately about one of people's concerns about starting a meditation practice is this worry that it's going to bring up stuff Mm. and you know maybe be a torturous that was someone's words a torturous experience or um like the question I've had recently on the show was about I've got 55 years of thoughts in there and I don't really want to know what's in there Mm -hmm. (laughs) so what has been your experience with that? Yeah, I mean, the good news is it's not like you get a tsunami of those <laughs> 55 years worth of stress and thoughts come up at once. Thank yeah. goodness, right? Because no one would ever meditate. It would be torturous if that was the case. Yeah. Um, It's more like just whatever's there to move has a chance to do that in that mm. moment. And actually... It can be an incredibly pleasant experience. A lot of the time when I teach a, a weekend course, you know, it might be Friday to Sunday, before people are walking out the door on Sunday, what their actual predominant experience is, is that they're aware of a greater sense of stillness or peace that was underneath the thoughts and the stress that was already there. It's mm. more about getting in touch with that, which is our true nature. You know, the way kids are. Yeah. Kids, 
you know, they might stub their toe or have someone steal their lollipop in the playground, but they allow that energy to move really quickly so they don't hang on to it. And actually, it's about kind of letting that move effortlessly. So there needn't be any kind of trauma or, yeah, huge anxiety with it all, you know. Mm. And if something does come up for you, that hopefully, you know, you've got some guidance to allow it to move. Just like when there's a storm, like after a storm passes, there's actually way more... yeah, calm and still and peace. And and you want that for the rest of your life. Mm. You know, if it lasts five minutes... That's five minutes, yeah. but you know that the rest of your day or the rest of your week or even your life could be completely different. Yeah, awesome. So, what was maybe the first thing you noticed, or the first change you noticed after learning to meditate? I just remember being incredibly excited. Like I felt like I was at the beginning of an adventure. Mm -hmm. Because the kind of space that meditation allowed me to touch, it wasn't that I'd never touched that before. Mm. You know, I think a lot of us can feel a great contentment in nature, like I love the ocean, for instance. But I got excited because I didn't have to be in nature to suddenly access that space. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted more I wanted to dive in I wanted to find out how I could stay in that space because now I had a technique that could take me to it and I'd you know heard rumors that it was possible to stabilize that Mm -hmm. so that I could have this kind of undercurrent of joy and peace wherever I was you know and as soon as I started to realize that I could feel that same sense of expansion whilst being in someone's armpit on the underground tube of London in <laughs> rush hour, you know, and it's hot and it's sunny and you're, you know, normally you'd be like, oh God, I can't wait to get home. And actually I just felt really centered and at peace and content. And I was like, but there's still, I've still been told there's more. So what's this more, you know? So I just felt excited to dive in and see what the possibilities were. You know, really feeling like a, a conscious explorer. Mm. And so did that then lead you to, because you were already acting and singing and performing mm-hmm. a lot, did that then lead to what you've now created as the conscious creative? Yeah, that's right. Because I went on to also become a mind detox therapist yeah. as well as going on to learn meditation. And actually, I think a lot of performers recognise the kind of state that meditation can bring you into Mm -hmm. you know like as performers we might call that being in flow or if you're a sports person you might talk about you know being in the zone where you're just 100% present and actually there's no room if you're doing a good job Mm. to be thinking about anything else at Mm -hmm. all you know you'd never be on stage thinking about your tax return yeah (laughs) um but I did have quite a lot of friends that were struggling with the industry because it's it's challenging. You know, yeah. you don't always know when your next job's going to be. Yeah. And often, like, how successful you are is out of your hands. I mean, I talk about success in terms of, you know, whether you're working or whether you've got a job at the National or you're, you know, yeah. in a film or, or whatever else. But it's quite cutthroat kind of industry because a lot of it's, you know, it's based on your appearance absolutely or your yeah it's whether someone likes you 
or not. Yeah, and you walk into the room and your eyes are the wrong colour or you're yeah. an inch too short or you actually walk into a waiting room and what you look around and generally see is like 20 other people that look a bit like you, maybe <laughs> slightly more attractive. You know, I'm like, Giovanna, you just wait outside. You know, <laughs> see you later. But, um, you know, so yeah, it is, it's cutthroat. And we actually, I say we, because Giovanna also has a performance background. Yeah. Um, we had quite a lot of friends that were really struggling within the industry with that instability. And, it, you know, it's not about necessarily how hard you work, is how much work you get back, you know. Mm. Um, and we had a couple of friends, actually, that took their own lives. Mm. And quite a few of their family members attributed that to the stresses of the industry. So I felt so lucky to have come across a great meditation practice and to have also trained as a mind detox therapist, which I initially did to do on the side, you know, to earn some money coming in when I was in between yeah. acting work, that I wanted to set up workshops and training initially for actors to help them feel as stable as I was, you know, that I could ride those ups and downs of, yeah. of my career. Um, and actually that just grew because... You know, it turns out this stuff isn't just for performers and actors, it's for anyone with a head, um, <laughs> which covers most people, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been great to kind of see where that journey has taken me as well. Mm. So was it through that that then led you to be invited to the Queen's Young Leaders? Y- nearly. That kind of came a bit later. Like There were some other companies and things that said, oh, we hear about these workshops you're mm-hmm. doing to help people live stress-free lives yeah. and be connected to their creativity. Because again, it's about getting in the zone or getting in the flow and being as productive and as efficient as you can be. And, you know, you can imagine quite a few companies like the sound of that. Mm. But then we were invited, as you say, to be a part of, yeah, the Queen's Young Leaders, which is the most incredible initiative it's a four-year project to celebrate the queen having been on the throne for 60 years Uh and they put a call out to find each year the most amazing 60 young people between the ages of 18 to 29 Mm -hmm. from across the commonwealth and that's usually people that have started charities or ngos or are doing incredible things in their communities and goodness knows how they managed to handpick them but they're amazing the people that i met And they are then flown to the UK, where initially they're invited to a programme called Leading Change at Cambridge University. And that's with various experts to help them progress in their field. Mm -hmm. And then they get an award from the Queen at Buckingham Palace. And they get to go to, uh, you know, 10 Downing Street and the BBC and Facebook and Twitter and all these amazing things to support them because they really are seen as the leaders of tomorrow. And the honour that we were given, me and Giovanna, was to be invited to become tutors of Cambridge University in meditation and well-being and to help these young people not to become overwhelmed Mm. by the tasks they'd taken on. Mm. Because when you want to do so much good in the world, actually sometimes that that can be quite overwhelming. You're like, okay, I'm doing this, but... ah!" Yeah, and we're all quite good at sometimes putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. Definitely, especially when you're passionate about the thing that you're doing so that was just the most incredible honor and we have met some of the most amazing people that are incredibly inspiring so I yeah. feel I feel really honored to be involved that's so with that. cool to know that the queen has basically created a business incubator for millennials <laughs> <laughs> yes well done Lizzie thank you very much and 
I know that then led to something even more exciting. Yeah, well, in the first year we did it, we met an incredible young man called Jean de Mormutoni from Rwanda, who was one of the award winners. And he was there because he'd started an NGO um, in Kigali called Acts of Gratitude, which Mm -hmm. I love. It was such a beautiful name. And they do a lot of different things, but the main arc of their work is to try and help people who've been lucky enough to receive support, sometimes financial support, um, possibly even, you know, from from out of country, um, internationally, to then pass that on to other people and, and change the kind of thinking within their community of how they can support other people. Mm-hmm. So they internally support young people that are going through studies and they um, provide work for various people and they're really inspiring. And after doing our training with us at Cambridge, Jean de Moore came to us and said, well, I'd love you to come to Rwanda. Is there any way we could make that happen and you can come and deliver your training to the members of my NGO? Wow. So you went there, was it last year? It was 2000 and... Do you, do you know what? You've got me thinking now. <laughs> Sorry. I think it was 2015. Right. <laughs> and you went out there for how long? We were there for two weeks mm-hmm. and we delivered two workshops. So the first one was the workshop I do with the Conscious Creative, but obviously adapted for their needs. Yeah. Um, and then the second part of the workshop, we actually taught the Bright Path Ascension mm-hmm. Meditation. Um, and we did that over a weekend. And it was really just the most incredible honour and one of the highlights of that actually I don't know if you've had anyone on that's talked about the pink light technique no oh well maybe this could be in your show notes oh well actually actually it's already in the show notes you can actually um if you sign up on my website there's a free download that you receive for of the pink light technique but I haven't actually spoken about it uh in great detail so you obviously taught the pink light technique in Rwanda. We did. Wow. It's, it's this beautiful technique for anyone who hasn't downloaded it yet, which I obviously highly recommend, um, mm. that helps you to heal your relationship with, well, really with yourself, but with anyone who has ever hurt you. Yeah. You know, or that you feel like you have a stickiness with your relationship. And we shared that with a a group which were mainly genocide survivors yeah you know and there was a bit of me kind of going like gosh this is you know this is an interesting group to do this with and you know who am I you know this British woman turning up and kind of going hey here's this exercise that you know can help heal your relationship with people that have have hurt you and there's people in that room who you know, have had family members attack other family members and Mm. and orphans, they've lost their whole family. You know, obviously we're going back at that stage, it was like 22 years, but when it's that level of atrocity, Mm. you know, that stress was definitely still present in a lot of people's nervous system. But the grace with which they received it and their enthusiasm for playing and trying, it was really one of the most humbling experiences of my life. And then to support them ongoingly with processing that and becoming free of it and, and having them report back to us straight away the differences they were noticing for themselves. You know, I, I just don't think 
some of the opportunities I've ever had have been greater than that to mm. be able to to help them and and also show them how they could pass that on to other people because that was really what I wanted to do was give them tools that they could pass on you know mm. so it wasn't just us going out there that one time yeah and the pink light technique is such a great technique because um it doesn't really require any specific training to be able just to share it with others exactly and as you're doing you know you can give someone written instructions and mm. you know if you're listening to this and you're not even into meditation maybe your friends made you listen to daring to be happy you know this isn't even a meditation it's like a five minute visualization yeah. technique yeah which apparently has been around for thousands of years and is incredibly powerful mm. and you know it i think one question that often comes up for people with that is you know well maybe i don't want to to heal other people that have hurt me but it's not about that mm. you know it's it's really so that you can be free of any anguish yeah. that has been caused mm. you know either between a friction in a relationship or you know it might be the way that someone's behaved towards yes. you or it could even be abuse you know yeah. it can be quite full-on um but actually you you deserve to be free of the repercussions of those incidences and this is a wonderful technique that can allow you to change your relationship to that super quick super easy and mm. you know we normally say you only need to do it for five minutes a day for a couple of weeks even and you can really have a different experience yeah with you know any particular person or relationship and yeah that download is actually i'm pretty sure i've got it there available as i think you get both the pdf and an audio, a guided audio, um, which you only really need to listen to two or three times before you get the gist of, of how mm. it all works, but it just to help guide you through it. Yeah. Uh, is there any particular or specific story or feedback that you received from any of the um, participants that you got to work with in Rwanda that you can share with us? Yeah, do you know what? There is the most remarkable young woman who's about 23 now. Mm -hmm. Her name is Nadia Yumatezi. And from that workshop, she totally dived in. You know, she really got what was on offer, that she could change her relationship with stress, with her mind with emotions and you know with her circumstances because we're also working with people that you know have some kind of you know challenging backgrounds mm. um and she's really keen to do what she can to trans have that personal transformation um so she's been interacting as much as she can with kind of online groups and we've actually organized or trying to organize if we can get her visa done yeah. for her to come to Europe and do some training herself so that she can take that back to her community mm. um, and have you know continue to have those kind of long-term effects but I've been so impressed by her and actually by the whole group you know really it's amazing to, mm. to see how someone can develop so quickly yeah and it's great that you're able to continue to support them, I'm guessing, via Skype and things. As much as we can, but, yeah. the, the, you know, the problem with Rwanda is that they don't always have great internet access mm -hmm. um, and it can be expensive. So we've we've done it as and when we can. Um, and, I, you know, I think that's why getting Nadia trained would be a wonderful thing because then they'll actually have somebody on the ground, yeah. you know, and they can do ongoing support meetings if that's what they want to do yeah. so we are kind of made ourselves available 
for them to contact and, and we pass on you know like homeworks and things that they continue to play with yeah but it's yeah, it's not as easy as I wish it could be in yeah. terms of like doing great big Zoom calls and stuff. Yeah. It's still a part of the world where that can be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time for the playful questions. Oh, okay. Now, Go for it. <laughs> when you get home, Giovanna has promised he's going to make us a little playful question jingle oh, great. on his ukulele. So when he gets back from Singapore, that's uh, make sure you... Keep an eye on that. I'll get him on it. Don't yeah, you worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first one is, what's your favourite food? Oh, it is definitely Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge ice cream. Ooh. But I generally just love ice cream. <laughs> which is slightly torturous because I'm currently on a diet which is devoid of all sugar. But <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, but because Giovanna is amazing, mm. it was our anniversary recently. We've been married four years and uh, apparently four years is fruit. So he ah. kind of made me this frozen yogurt, which was delicious. So for now, that's going to have to be my substitute. But yeah, I love ice cream. Yeah. And you were raving to me about coconut ice cream up the village. The oh, yeah. There's this amazing woman that makes homemade ice cream. I mean, I think they're all homemade, but the coconut's delicious. Well, the fig was very good. Mm. And on the way to the walk up the hill there, we found the fig tree. And I don't know, like, but I'm like, there's this perfect fig tree with perfectly ripe figs. And I'm like, oh, my God, did they literally just walk out the door and pick figs and make ice cream? Wow, that's pretty picture perfect. Yeah, did, it was, it? it was. Um, actually, I was going to ask you about your health. Mm-hmm. How, I know you've had a few challenges recently. Mm. And I'm sure, as with anybody that can be a weight on your mind and a stress in your life. And I think Giovanna even said to me privately that, you know, every time you've met with a doctor or a specialist, how they're always amazed that practically you're standing <laughs> or and that how well you appear and are coping with that. Is that all meditation, do you think? Definitely, you know, like that. I mean, I may as well tell you, like, I've got, um, well, Giovanna and I have been trying to get pregnant for mm-hmm. about three years. So we've got some fertility challenges. And then I also have a condition that was only diagnosed for me last year called lipedema, which is like a fat and hormonal. Uh, condition it's very glamorous obviously <laughs> but I've got a type of fat you can you can google this people if you are interested lipedema fat um which you apparently can't lose through um exercise and diet yeah. right which it, it took me a long time to get my head around that I'm like no surely not surely not but whenever I met specialists they always expect me to be in pain mm-hmm. and I'm really not and then I I put that down to the ascension meditation as you say that I do every day um and then there was one day when I didn't meditate and suddenly my legs started hurting which is amazing to me so I really think that meditation has a huge part to play in kind of the physical comfort that I have but also you know, we've had a lot of friends, actually, I'm 36 now, mm. who are maybe having some kind of fertility challenges of, of their own. Um, and I think people are often surprised that it's not a bigger thing 
than it is for us. And that's not because the desire is not there to have a family. Yeah. You know, we'd love that. And actually, it might even be that we adopt because we're totally open to that. But there isn't the kind of anguish that I have seen some friends experience. Mm. And I think that's because one of the things that happens when you kind of cultivate this experience of, of inner peace is like a complete acceptance. You know, there are certain things you cannot change. You can definitely help yourself. Yeah. You know, exercising, eating, you know, if you have got a condition following, you know, doctor's advice. But mm. there is a point when there are things that are beyond your control. Mm. And it's the resistance that causes suffering to that. And I feel very lucky, again, to have a partner who's kind of, you know, on the same journey of self-development, if you like, yeah. in this particular arena, that we can share that with each other. Because I really, yeah, I feel very, very lucky to be so content with my life as it is. And if a little person comes along in whatever form, then that's going to be a cherry on the cake. But actually, my life is pretty amazing right now. Yeah. It's really beautiful to hear you, yeah, hear you say that. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was a slight diversion. We'll go back to ice cream. Oh, right, yes, <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> After ice cream, I want to know, what's your favourite conscious book or movie? Oh. There's going to be a long pause now because that is such... A tough question. I'm trying to think of lots. Well, I'm going to take two books out of contention. Oh. Because there's two that keep coming up. And Is it Shit Happens? Shit Happens, Okay, yeah. that's a great conscious book. And Awareness. See, I'm not such a fan of that. Well, no, we've been talking about how annoying it is. <laughs> <laughs> not that it's not a good book. I know lots of people love it, but, you know. I'm not sure not if I'm going to get through it. Really? Yeah. Arjuna thinks it's hilarious. I thought it was a bit shouty. <laughs> I think Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very like, yeah, it doesn't hold back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just. I wonder what of... because it's taken from an a recording. I wonder what the audio is actually like if it's quite shouty. Maybe. Do you know what? I've never, I've never tried it, but I have had so many people recommend it. That I probably mm. should go back and mm. have another look at it. Um. Well, the Legend of Bhagavans is coming up mm-hmm. as a great film. Yeah, that's a good one. Obviously, the choice movie, although that's not a narrative. Maybe that's no, going a bit sneaky. No, but it's a great documentary, a mindful choice. Yeah, it's very good. Um, oh, why is my mind blank? Can I come back to this of one? Of course, you can. I'll, I'll, this one might be easier. Yeah. What's your favourite place in the world? Oh, do you know what? I love the Greek island of Patmos. Yeah. Which is pretty special. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of reasons for that. Not only is it a stunning Greek island, as a kind of Greece used to be, because mm-hmm. there's no airport there, so you have to really want to yeah, go on a ferry. Yeah. But as you know, once a year, um, teachers of the Bright Path Ascension Meditation have a teacher's retreat there, and it's one of the highlights of my year. Mm. So I love that. And also um, Holcomb Beach in Norfolk, which is where Giovanna and I got together, had our first proper kiss there, we got engaged there, and then because of that we went there the day after our wedding and and had a lovely picnic with a lot of our friends and family, and it is beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, there as well. I love those places that have just so much kind of history, like personal history and connection too, and yeah, where magical things always happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. You kind of go through these pine trees and then there's like a mile of sand and marsh um, before you even get to the sea. Which is nice to hear that England's got nice beaches. I don't... <laughs> Careful, you. Sorry. No, it is. If we had the sun permanently as well, you know, that would... Yeah, I don't know that we'd need to venture so far away, but we, you cannot promise the weather, obviously. But you're so close to the Greek islands that it's, it's all good. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now this question, uh, people keep uh, cheating and saying everything. Okay. So what brings you joy? You're not allowed to say everything. It's, about, it's allowed to be a really egocentric answer. Okay. <laughs> if you like. Um, well, definitely spending time with my friends. Yeah. I love that. And I love being creative. You know, I love singing. I love writing. I love spending time with Giovanna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love travel. I love sunshine. I love walking in nature and obviously you know meditation is in there because that has been a huge source of joy which is such a surprise because (laughs) I always thought meditation should just be this thing that was good for you a bit like eating healthily and going to the gym it sort of sounds like maybe it's something I should do that will be good for my peace of mind yeah that really sounds like it's going to be quite boring well really boring I'm a kind of get up and go girl you know if even if I'm going on holiday I like there to be activities I want to be paragliding I want to be you know trying out schedule yeah but you know full of fun packed stuff and so like the idea of sitting still with your eyes closed Mm didn't massively appeal to me until I was kind of, you know, persuaded into doing it by friend. But it, it's amazing that, yeah, there's just more and more joy that, that comes with moving stress and connecting to that inner peace within you. Mm. So, yeah, it's a complete surprise that when I go on meditation retreats, like the one we're on here, where mm. we're recording this, I just end up laughing all the time and end up, you know, wanting to sing and, you know, I think we must look like a bunch of loonies sometimes because everyone's just laughing there's just so laughter that ripples around the retreat and you know that that's a wonderful joyful thing to hear as well yeah yeah for sure so what do you still find a little bit challenging what can kind of push your buttons or grind your gears a little bit Mm. or are you completely enlightened oh yeah completely 100% enlightened there is nothing you know (laughs) um isn't it funny how it's always easier to think of what winds your partner up? <laughs> I, cannot, I can answer this for Giovanna in a heartbeat. What, what, what you do you know? think, oh. well, this is almost like um, that wedding, that newlywed thing. <laughs> what do you think he said to the answer to oh, that question? I reckon he said traffic, like road, not road rage. He used to be a bit more road ragey, but since he learned to meditate, he's not so much now, but he quite enjoys it. Yeah. Like, it just comes out with ridiculous things. Like, we're in a car and someone's driving past and he's like, Dr. Boyfriend! And I'm like, Dr. Boyfriend, what does that even mean? <laughs> and he's just, like, laughing and smiling. So, um, Do you know what I think's a great solution for dealing with road rage? Go on. Listening to this podcast, Daring to be Happy. Well, it's bound to be, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to make that trip just fly by and, and bring you so much you, joy. You will be disappointed that you've reached your destination before the podcast is finished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, for coming back in all seriousness, um, 
technology is often one of my challenges you know like I actually have to kind of have little um post-it notes on the corner of my laptop Mm -hmm. like I often put a little infinity symbol there yeah because that you know reminds me to go beyond my limited self to not want to throw it out the window well that too and I don't know what it is about me but I seem to kind of break technology (laughs) I'd like to think it's this cosmic energetic thing as opposed to me just being completely incapable (laughs) but it's probably the latter you know Giovanna is quite often my technical support so I definitely am challenged around that for sure yeah awesome (laughs) that's good to hear (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was having my own slightly minor uh, technical challenges in the last 24 hours I was sitting here in, uh, recording an interview yesterday and on the screen keeps popping up like the computer's full you've filled the computer you're gonna <laughs> run out of space any moment now I'm like well, that's fine but can I just get the interview finished first <laughs> yeah and then kind of figure out oh my god I've only recorded like 10 podcasts and that's how much will fill a computer <laughs> yeah you're gonna need an external hard drive because you've been cracking them out I can't wait to hear them all actually because I know a lot of the people you've been interviewing and they're all fabulous I I can't wait to hear what they've been saying yeah it is going to be fun so it was kind of like that thing of going oh shit how am I going to fix this problem yeah and not but I mean it wasn't actually like that at all for me um it can be for sure all technology stuff even just the whole learning of producing a podcast stuff and like I never wanted to have want to have to know stuff about audio things and the buttons down there saying equalize and compress and squeeze and ambience and reverb and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) well you are doing a great job (laughs) well I just make it up basically and (laughs) but you figure it all out and you know same thing like I didn't freak out too much and I was like all right how are we going to figure out this computer space problem and and it doesn't have to be the perfect solution as long as it's a solution right now that's going to get me through till the next till I get time to find the next solution or I get time to get to the shop to buy the external hard drive yeah um and it's all it's all um work working outable <laughs> there's a good word <laughs> <laughs> all right so what is the greatest lesson that meditation has given you there are a lot. I think not taking anything too seriously mm-hmm. is a great one, yeah. which can sound really flippant, mm. but it's really not. You know, they're kind of like you were just saying about the computer. There's there's usually something you can do right now to address any challenge yeah. that you're faced with. You know, even a personal challenge of your own creation. We become overwhelmed when we try to think about, you know, like a whole list of things that we might have to address or even looking at your to-do list can become overwhelming because you're like, how am I going to get all that done? Mm. But you leave the present moment to try and sort that out. And actually, I find that the more present I am, yes, the more effective I am, but there's a lot less to worry about and to take too seriously. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of can laugh at the nature of my own mind a lot of the time because I don't know about you but the things that go through my head are pretty funny like my mind is hilarious a lot of the time but knowing that it's not me 
you know that there's a there's a bigger part of me that I'm I'm that which is aware of those thoughts I'm aware of emotions and it all comes and goes and it and it moves all of that is so helpful in being a sane human being I think mm. and so yeah it, you've it helps you with the small stuff but also with the bigger stuff like wanting to have a baby yeah absolutely yeah yeah and and health issues and you know, losing people, grief. You know, it's not that life's ever going to stop happening to mm. you. But I know for me how much that has transformed. You know, like if I am losing someone that I love now, instead of kind of being overwhelmed by a wave of grief, which has happened to me in the past, the predominant experience is usually this deep well of love. Mm. Yeah, and actually I, I wasn't thinking about that, but the grief's one of the things that you've touched on quite a bit isn't it in mm. this series yeah yeah and I think that's kind of when I like I obviously found meditation much later after you know my big grief mm. of my boyfriend dying but when I looked back even though I didn't have that that skill or that tool at the time even then I think there was some kind of not fully conscious awareness that could see that um, that although it was painful that I was experiencing a huge amount of love and in that like first couple of weeks was so overwhelmed with love like because everybody because it brought everybody together and and I was really like yeah, surprised by that. And I even remember at one point, the evening after we learned that he had died, like I'm amazed at myself looking back at it, that I was I had that clarity in that moment. But I was remember being huddled away upstairs in the spare room with my two best friends on either side of me. And we had been chatting about some stuff and, and I remember saying, you know, I think if if I knew that right now this is as bad as it was gonna be I would be okay because in that moment I was okay and and then I was like but I think it's gonna get much worse Mm. than this like when my head kicks in but but yeah looking back now I notice how much of that time I was really present because it brings everything in right you suddenly realize that what you're having for dinner isn't important or what bills you've got to pay next week are not important or that fight that you had last week Mm -hmm. is not important. You're present because, yeah, life just kind of comes in. Mm -hmm. And it's when you're in in that moment, I could be okay. It's only later when, I suppose, your head starts catching up with everything that... The, the, the pain kind of kicked in more, that the suffering kind of kicked in more. And it came and went and, you know, grief, it comes and flows and waves um, and ins and outs. Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't know how we got on to that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think you're right. Like It does, can feel like the world literally stops mm. when you lose somebody that you love. Mm. But there's an awful lot of admin that can come with losing you know, someone that's oh. close to you as well. And you're kind of like, not only are you dealing 
with all the emotions of losing somebody, you've got to like wrap up somebody's life, and ah, oh, yeah, that can take a lot of planning, and you know, sometimes you have to clear houses. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a long process sometimes. Yeah, and it then creates secondary losses and secondary kind of griefs. Mm. Yeah, so it's this. It's not just that one thing, it's the whole kind of roll-on effect as well that takes its toll, that yeah. causes and creates trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think something that's come up for me with some people that I've taught to meditate who, you know, had a, a great sense of loss, and I'm thinking particularly of a couple of people who were parents that have lost children, mm. which is obviously horrendous, is sometimes people say, well, hang on a minute, I don't know that I want to be present because won't I be doing their memory a disservice? Mm, yeah. You know, it isn't, yeah, isn't isn't that a terrible thing to do? Yeah, that's like, that sounds really, it seems, appears really detached mm-hmm. and cold. Yeah. And I had that same kind of conversation mm-hmm. with when I first started inquiring about meditation. Yeah. And I know... You know, I'm, I'm, I haven't had that. You know, I'm not a parent. I haven't lost a child. But the experiences that I have got of people that have passed away is just loving them, you know, when they pop into my mind or mm. into my awareness, mm. just loving them really presently right now. But some of that kind of anguish isn't mm. there. And I don't know what your experience is with that, but that it's possible to be present and for the love to be completely full so that you're not doing their memory a disservice in mm. any way. Yeah, I mean, that's what got me into meditation because I didn't want to be in pain mm-hmm. anymore. It was causing me so much ongoing pain. Yeah, and what I what the meditation gave me is particularly once I committed to the practice, um, which for me happened to be when I came here to Montreal, was that... Yeah, underneath that pain, was it was almost like going back to those first couple of days where all I could experience was an immense amount of love mm. and gratitude. And so, like, there was no, um, there's no disservice in learning to let go of the pain of your love that you had for someone who's no longer here. Um, and, you know, you... And when, when all you can then be, um, then experience around it is that ongoing love. And for me, discovering that that love was infinite and that that love could, I could continue to have a relationship through that love. Um, not, and it wasn't in terms of I was holding on overly to his physical presence mm-hmm. anymore because I eventually did let that go. Um, but that no one could take that relationship and that love and that connection away from you. Um, and that is, that can be infinite. Absolutely. Whether they're here or not. Yeah. 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 And I, I think my experience is that most emotions boil down to love. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Love, actually. There we go. <laughs> There's a conscious film. Put that one on the <laughs> list. We found one. <laughs> Well, not really, it's, but there's a kind of a nice, you know, message underneath it's good it, I fun, suppose. Though. It's good fun. If you want a good fun film, I can tell you what my current favourite film yeah. is. Um, and that is Eddie the Eagle. Have you seen that? He's the ski jumper, right? Exactly. Yeah. I love that film. Yeah. If you just want something to cheer you up, or you're not feeling well and you're having a day on the couch, 
honestly, I don't watch many films more than once and I've watched that several times and every time I'm just smiling and you're like, you're rooting for him about every 10 minutes kind of going, come on, Eddie! It's just <laughs> the most brilliant film and I love the actor in it as well. So yeah, that's that's my feel-good tip. Excellent, we can tick that one off the list <laughs> and we are done. You made it. Oh, How does it goodness. feel? Well, it's been difficult, you know, <laughs> very challenging, not much fun. Um, can I go now? No, no wait, no. You, you, you can go, but there's just one thing I have to do first. You go on. I have to praise you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so thank you, Mickey, for coming along, being my friend, hanging out with me for the last couple of weeks. It's been awesome to, um, to catch up again. And for, I mean, just sharing your experiences, not just with, you know, all these amazing projects that you've had the opportunity to develop and grow into and be invited to be involved in and the work that you've done with, you know, Rwanda, which I just think is so special and so amazing. Uh, But just the teaching that you naturally, I think you're a natural born teacher. (laughs) There's a little fly. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming through the mic. I can hear it. (laughs) But you are, I think, a natural-born teacher and um, and shining light. And you're always, you know, I always see you around here, you know, helping people out, helping, you know, just guiding people gently through whatever um, little bumps or just even just questions that they have that they're experiencing about you know, their meditation and even just their life and life in general. And you've got such a huge and loving heart, fun and, uh, what's the word? Exuberant? Oh, sucks. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it is, it's such an honour to do what we do, isn't it? It is. Because you're meeting people wherever they're at, you know, because people want different things. Yeah. And, and just guiding them appropriately and I feel very lucky for that can I praise you now <laughs> I don't do this for the praise oh I'm sure you don't yeah well it's a funny thing that isn't it <laughs> no I mean you're you're so worthy of praise I'm really loving these podcasts you know I think I'm one of your cheerleaders now you are I think you're like you there's a review. Yeah, and, there is like, a review. you messaged me and you said you'd listen to the whole lot. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I love your kind of genuineness and your your willingness to just put it out there, you know, because that can be a scary thing, kind of going, oh, am I oh, going to be yeah. judged? And, and you're just playing so full on. And, you know, and I know you're hardly doing any editing. You're just like, right, this is me. These are how these conversations are unfolding. And you are being incredibly playful and I think you have this wonderful lightness and honesty and authenticity. And, you know, it's for that reason that I'm sure that these podcasts are going to reach lots of people. And I look forward to listening to more of them. So yeah. really, yeah, really well done for, well, for playing you. big. And yeah, yeah, thank you for your support, for your cheerleadership. <laughs> I'm making up awesome words today. Yeah. And um, yeah, let's... Uh, Go out there and... Shake some pom-poms. Yeah! Let's do that. <laughs> oh, and create our super zero hero oh, outfits. Oh, yes. 
Oh, do you want me to explain that? You kind of no, throw me. Okay, no, all right. No, just super zero heroes. This is a new, uh, a new thing. Marvel's going to pick it up any day now. Yeah. There's going to be a movie. Okay. You and Giovanna are going to be the stars. Wow, that would be fabulous. And um, you become A-list celebrities. Because I'm not going into the future at all. No, 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 no projection whatsoever. <laughs> all right. Thank you, gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's been a delight. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you might be able to tell, I had a lot of fun with Mickey. Even though I found myself delving a little bit back into grief, and I hope you don't mind all the silliness. Like, obviously, I could have left it out, but I thought you might enjoy it. And um, yeah, let me know if you could hear that fly buzzing around. That was so random. So, spending time with both Mickey and Giovanna over the last couple of weeks has reminded me how important it is to have good friends who you can just have some fun with and be a little bit silly and remember not to take life too seriously. Sometimes it's so easy to overlook this, but it really does help. And if hanging out with them helps me to remember that meditation is fun and not boring, that's even better. So, don't forget that if you'd like to receive the pink light technique, simply head to leelabee.life and you'll find the sign up for it right there on the homepage. Also, just a reminder that there is no Thursday episode scheduled this week as I'm busy preparing to speak at International Podcasters Day, which is live on Facebook on Saturday 30th September. So if you're a podcaster, you might enjoy that. Or even if you're not, I'm going to be speaking on how to tune in to your creative flow. So if you want to follow along with that, you can head to facebook.com forward slash international podcast day. And so with that, I would like to extend my heartfelt gratitude to you for tuning in and listening and downloading and rating and reviewing I've just celebrated my first month on iTunes and we've just hit about 2,000 downloads in the first month, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me. I had no idea what to expect, but I am just super, super just grateful for everyone's support. So I would like to also praise you for tuning in and having the willingness to show up Play big, be courageous, find peace, and live happy.